from here wrong, there wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong, from here wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, do it like, like us. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we have returned for episode 171. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. It's been a pretty eventful week. Uh, you been getting into anything interesting? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just um, uh, uh, just finished up uh, one new audiobook that should be going on sale next week, so that was cool, but... Other than that, um, I got to check out uh, what's the name of that joint? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, What If episode one and two. Nice. What, so uh, episode two is fucking dope. Did you see episode two yet? I have not. I didn't get a chance today to watch fresh. it, but I am going to check it out as soon as I get a moment. Yeah, that that one was pretty sick. Um, I don't think I really watched anything else. Did you see the the trailer for the uh, uh, Eternals? They yeah, just dropped man, that. I'm amped for Eternals because that's a that. really cool storyline, and they got a star-studded cast. So yeah, I'm just interested to see where they're going with the storyline. Multi-continental cast too. Yeah, man, and and honestly, like I've come to I've come to grips with like they're gonna make some pretty major departures, and so I'm actually looking forward to see like, all right, what are you guys gonna do? You know, I'm I I, I don't have any expectations, so I'm pretty much open to the storyline. So. I'd like to see how they how they make this puzzle piece fit into the greater uh what is this phase four MCU? Yeah. We're in phase four. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. I'm pretty I'm pretty meh on it. Uh really? Yeah, cause oh. but you know, it, it is what it is though, right? That's how I was with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I didn't really really know too much about them or didn't have any feelings or expectations for the first movie, but you know, it was a, Guardians One was a dope movie, and you know mm-hmm. that made me amped to watch number two. And number two is amazing. And now I'm just now I'm pretty much a James Gunn film fan. I want to check out more of the shit he does. So oh yeah, James Gunn you know, is a proven quantity. Ball's in their court at this point. It looks cool for show, and I'm excited. And I really like a lot of the actors in it. I'm excited mm-hmm. for um, uh, Ma Dong Suk, who's the uh, swell Korean buddy. I think he plays Gilgamesh. Uh-huh. I'm also uh, excited to see Kumail Nanjiani in the MCU. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and Brian Tyree Henry's going to be in it. You know what I'm saying? So, Selma Hayek's going to be in it. It so is a crazy cast. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, 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 yeah, we'll, see what, we'll see what that pizza tastes like. You're not excited for Angelina Jolie? No. <laughs> Angelina Jolie is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, but, she's, a decent, she's a good actress. She's a good actress. But, yeah, but she's never been like a draw like that for me. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what, like... I I never was one that was particular for her type of sex appeal. So like that was never a draw for me. And she was kind of <laughs> like she was kind of typecast, you know, as the Laura Croft kind of, you know, like nah, get them. I love her characters, you know. I but, love watching uh, her fuck people up. I'm with, But she's I'm a good with. actress is the problem. And so unfortunately, she, she I think she was kind of pigeonholed in a lot of roles. Like, I don't think that she really utilized her... Like, she went from movies like Gia, which was, like, a very artistic, dramatic movie, to movies like Mr. and Miss Smith. And I was just like, all right, I guess. There, there was a ton of movies in between that, though. You know what I'm saying? But there was a noted shift. Like, they weren't from one type to another. Like, she hasn't done a very many of those artistic type of movies since she started doing her action movie oh, stint. Who's to say that's what she wants to do? All right, listen, you she's a human me? being, and I'm assuming she has agency in her life. Uh, I mean, she can't do shit. <laughs> Who the fuck I'd is to say that she I'd only wants to, to do artistic otherwise. movies? Artistic but movies don't make no money. I'm assuming she doesn't want to do them, which is fine. I mean, that's her with well within her right as an um as an actress. But uh, yeah, I I liked a lot of her her dramatic roles. So you know, seeing I I hope that she brings both to bear because this movie seems like it's going to lend itself to that. A lot of MCU movies actually do lend itself to a fair amount of drama and action. So yeah, you know, I I think that that you know, I I'm not adverse to that uh to that casting decision. Um oh, uh I forget his name, the Indian uh guy. Who Kumail? Is, is that his name? I can't remember his Kumail name. Kumail Nanjiani? Yeah, Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see his character. Yeah, because I did not see him like. And they got two of the two of the uh, uh, the Starks in there. Got fucking Rob Stark and yeah. Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Which I'm I'm not sure. Are they playing Eternals or are they playing other roles? Uh, uh I believe what's his face? Rob Stark is an Eternal, yes. and uh, Jon Snow is uh, 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 Kit Harrington is uh, the Black Knight. Oh man, and, and that's another thing I'm excited to see. Like I'm a fan of the Black Knight storyline. I thought that the Captain Britain Black Knight storylines were always kind of cool crossovers between Excalibur and and some of the other um, properties. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how they bring him into the MCU. And I heard he's supposed to be super important too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like they're babysitting him in the trailers. So <laughs> <laughs> we are the Eternals. This is what we do. Like, all right, get on with it. Get on with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, well, I didn't see the most the latest trailer, but the trailer prior to the most recent one, which I believe was released within the last week or two. They dropped one this morning. This morning, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but the one prior to that was that shit was fire. Yeah. This one they give you a little bit more story. They show you more shit. You get to actually see the deviants that they're fighting and shit like that. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. I'm, I'm definitely am for Shang-Chi too. Shang-Chi as well. Bruh, Shang-Chi's getting the shaft by Disney, bruh. Really? Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, they're not treating him well at all. Um, apparently it's already slated to bomb in China. So they're already, like, treating it, like, they're already, like, stepping over it. That's why you're getting, like, a fucking promo for Eternals and shit, even though Shang-Chi is supposed to be on the cusp of dropping. Wait they, a second, what happened? I, I am completely unfamiliar. Why would it, I mean... Uh, studio projections show that they will not be making back the money that they are made uh, during filming. In addition to that, China is not fucking with the movie, which is... You know, that's, that's, that's half of the reason the movie get, got made. So uh, apparently they're having a lot of issues with um with it. You know, you know, you know how China is with movies from the West. You gotta I mean, change I, a lot I, of I shit. Thought it was pretty it seems pretty reverent, but I guess. Yeah, they don't but like you're not Chinese. That... <laughs> you feel me? I guess. You're right. I mean you, you feel you're me? very right. I'm absolutely not Chinese. I d I don't know. I I haven't seen the movie as well. They that, probably seen the movie, movie and were like, yeah. nah, underworld China, not a thing. It's, Doesn't it's exist. been tuned we well don't even for want you us, to fictionalize it. But they, they're having a hard time tuning the movie to um fit Chinese audiences. Yeah, I have a I have a feeling that, that the Chinese government isn't um, amenable to anything that depicts even a fictionalized Chinese underworld. Like, it doesn't exist in, in, in their eyes. And they don't appreciate anyone even putting that into the minds of Chinese people. Yo, Shang-Chi, I'm on your side, bro. Simu Lu, I believe, is, a, yeah, is playing Shang-Chi. I'm, I'm on your side, man. I want your shit to succeed, for sure. I know, man. Because I don't know shit about Shang-Chi, and I'd love to find out more on the big screen. I'm excited to see what they do with Shang-Chi. In... Honestly, and it looks CCP. like they were filming it with Chinese um, people, but fuck the CCP, man. They're the ones who are probably striking this down. The show got their foot on the the necks, but it looks like they they're filming it with old like Hong Kong style kung fu fighting and I filming. Know, it looks so, so cool, and I want to so see. I'm what excited doing. for I, that. I, see, when we were introduced to the Ten Rings, they were Mandarin's magical Ten Rings. Yeah. They got the like the the like Iron Fist bracelets. Ten Rings. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's so fucking cool. Or Bangles, cruel. as they call them. Bangles, yes. And then they uh and like in the uh, previews, the way that he's utilizing them in in combat looks fresh as fuck. So I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about the that that side of the of the um controversy. That's that's on them. I think it looks like a dope movie, man. And like, there's a lot of um cool uh Asian themed movies, and not just Asian themes, but you know, cast with Asian actors. Because I know Jimmy O Yang is in a is in a, like an Asian themed art heist movie, which I thought was gonna be dope. But you know, I don't know, man. <sighs> That's why I'm not cool with the whole the whole like the 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 state really shouldn't have a say in what. What's what's like broadcast like that, you know what I mean? Like it's never yeah. in your best interest when the state says they don't want you to see something, you know? Because I can't yeah. imagine how Shang Chi is going to subvert the the Chinese Communist Party, and if Shang Chi <laughs> can subvert the Chinese Communist Party, the Chinese Communist Party sounds like a pretty shitty organization because yeah. it's a Marvel. Movie. We all know it's not about that though, right? It's about the control of information, right? It's not. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's about the control and suppression of information. That's why I and hate ideas. the fact that they use the moniker communist because they're not communists. They they're totalitarian fascists. That's what you do, bro. 
You can't walk. It's absolutely, you're absolutely Nine right. times out of ten, you can't walk around with a sign on your face that says, I'm a shitbag. You won't yeah. really get too far. You know what I'm saying? But it's funny. They use the name of a sh- of something that's been <laughs> characterized as, as, as not good in, in the general world around. Definitely them. better than the dictatorship, though. Oh, absolutely. Definitely better than admitting you're a dictator. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, man... I fucking think Shang Chi's gonna be awesome. I like I like the it looks cool. And I, Yo, I hope Wong wins, bro. Wong, it looks Wong like is my G. Yo, it, it, that looks like a fight that you're not supposed Wong to win, is, but I'm in your corner, bro. I, I really appreciate Wong for his ingenuity. Wong me? comes with a certain power set, and he's like, "Listen, I'm bringing this to the table. I'm gonna use it as creatively as possible. The rest is up to you guys." Feel me? I, I definitely want to see a regular human fight a Hulk, especially with magic. Yeah, especially seeing how he dealt with um, what was it, Black Dwarf? Um, yeah, no, yeah, he name. was. Uh, he was um, what is it? Cobalt. Uh, Cole Obsidian. Cole Obsidian. Cobalt. <laughs> Call him every single. Or. He went from black to blue. Yeah, but no. Um, the way he dealt with Cole Obsidian, I was like, Yo, my G, you might want to be careful. <laughs> like you will definitely overpower him. Absolutely, you can punch his whole face off. Attempt to punch him. Yeah, I might cut your hand off. You might hand lose off, your though. hand. <laughs> you might lose your whole hand. Fuck around with me, you might lose a hand. Yeah, Wong Wong is awesome, man. I really like that character. Um, I mean, that's what he's you gotta witty. do, bro. I, I, I like the way he delivers his comedy. You know what I'm saying? I saw him once at a at a fucking show when I was doing security. It's awesome. Is he uh is he uh, a down to earth person? Oh, I wouldn't know. Them niggas was see they're smart. Uh, <laughs> It was it was like uh it was an acoustic concert of some band I think maybe Radiohead or something I don't remember who exactly it was but it was like an acoustic set that was like rare and shit for them so they were smart it was him and Lawrence Fishburne and they waited until like the show was Larry? they waited until all the lines everybody was in their lines and in their seats and then they showed up and they were like briskly walking to their seats and shit. Dang, See, fuck Larry the lines, Fishburne. Can't can't be hanging out with people in the lines. You know what I mean? Get, can you imagine, as a regular person, lots of people get annoyed by people around you don't want oh, to talk to you about stupid-ass shit. Can you, so can you imagine if you were a celebrity? First of all, <laughs> if you're Lawrence Fishburne, you're going out in public and you don't put on like a disguise, if you don't have your makeup <laughs> artist do you up real different, That's then you silly. asking for it, bro. You're too Man. famous. You're too Everybody famous. trying to do that shit, bro. You need some nose and chin putty, you know what I mean? That's get fine. it real good. Nah, just get you them glasses with the big nose and the mustache. And That'll straight. do it. Easy peasy, but no, <laughs> um, no, uh, definitely looking forward to um the diversity in some of the cinema coming because let me tell you like the whole um like Afrofuturist turn and 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 uh Lovecraft Country I thought was really welcome like I'm getting a lot of different types of of creators out there right now and I'm and I'm here for it every step of the way yeah. um but yeah. Um, I finally caught uh, Amazon released Evangelion Thrice Upon a Time, uh, which is the third movie in the wrap up, which honestly, I really enjoyed it a lot. Nice. Um, I still have no fucking idea what's going on. I'll have to watch probably like six or seven hours worth of like story breakdowns, breakdowns and shit. Yeah. To, to really get a hold of what was going on. But um, classic Evangelion. Man. Asuka definitely became my favorite character in in Evangelion. Asuka's cleanly, but I really liked uh, her the uh, pilot of Eva Twelve, um, Mari. Okay, she's like a she's like the Uber support. She's like S class uh, uh, tactics, S class combat skills, but has no like offensive motivation. She uses them <laughs> only to support uh, Asuka or or Shinji. When they're in their avas, which is weird. Like it's like, it, it's a it's an interesting uh, trope. You know what I mean? I mean? That's how it is, bro. Like everybody can't be a race car driver. Somebody got to change the fucking tires. Which is funny because you know that trope actually exists, and I only know this because Kendrick watches uh, uh, Charlie Brown. It exists in Charlie Brown. Uh, Marcy's uh, the the girl with the glasses always follows around the athletic chick, and she's far smaller, smarter than her. And definitely as athletic as her, as her, but she's always playing the support role to her, which I thought was hilarious. I was like, oh, huh, it's an interesting trope. It's cross-cultural, you might say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, that character like, was really A good second in command is invaluable, Sen. And and it's actually, oh, that's typically my favorite character in most RPGs, which is why I like Summoners, is top, top-tier support characters. Always, always the way to go. Oh, yeah. Um, at least from, from my play style. 
You know what I mean? Like, and and of the supports, I like I don't because Tankster supports um as well. I prefer um like caster support. Caster supports really where it's at for me. But yeah, man, that's that's my old age because my my original class used to be you know just stab them in the back, bro. <laughs> Straight rogue style. That's how we do this. You got their attention, good. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, moving on from that. Um, yeah, Evangelion was, was, I think, a really worthwhile watch. And if you keep up with the, um, storyline, I think it does a great job of wrapping up a lot of, um, a lot of the questions that had arisen through kind of, like, the incongruencies between the first movie and second movie. Yeah. Um, it really did bring, um, bring a lot of those to a close, like, and, and man, the story with Ray... I mean, it was very emotional. Like, the dramatic parts of the movie were really well done. Um, and Shinji, man, finally knuckles up a bit. And it's not, no spoilers, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I just, you know, you'll be happy to know you don't have to deal with bitch Shinji the whole movie. He's a bitch for most of the movie, <laughs> but he's not a bitch for the whole movie, which is a noted change from the prior two movies where he's a bitch the entire movie. Even when he's, even in the second movie when he's like, knuckling up and he jumps into the Ava, he makes all of the wrong decisions and causes the fourth impact, like, I mean, the third impact. Like, dude, what are you doing? Well, I guess it's a spoiler <laughs> alert for the second movie. Rookie moves, kid. Bro, just, like, the, the worst decisions. Like, what are you doing? You're saving no one. You're saving no one. You're screaming about how you want to save everyone, and you're making every decision <laughs> that is going to doom everyone around you. Good job. And you know, which, hey man, Shinji is not a soldier, right? No, they put a not. little bit too much pressure on my man's shoulders. Which is why I like Asuka so much because she's hard as fuck, man. Asuka in her character turn in the third, like all of them, all of the characters have serious dynamic character turns in this third movie. You know, um, Ray's character has a has a very very um, heartfelt turn. Uh, Shinji's character finally comes of of age and and starts to to mature a bit and and it's funny because everyone in the movie notes that he's matured like everyone's like oh shit no no this is a different nigga right here so it's a striking this is difference. a whole different nigga right here this nigga right here yo nah shinji i know would have been balled up we would have been dragging him here facts you know what i mean forcing him into the ava you know what i mean and so yeah i i love it's that like, term uh, finally uh, so, shinji in, in should switch dads with uh titus <laughs> Cry, cry, cry. <laughs> All you ever do is cry. I was like, God damn, nigga. Yo, Jack was another <laughs> fucking epically bad father. Yo, I came back to another world as a spirit just to shit on you. Just to tell you how, <laughs> just to tell you how lackluster was. Just to tell you you're a cry, baby. You ain't never going to be better at me at Blitzball, bitch. Damn. You're, yo, you're, your shot will always be inferior you to feel mine. Me? Hey, what's that move using to win? What's it called? The Jack shot? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's right. Step you named your goddamn super move game after up. me, nigga. What? You feel me? No matter how that much is you, pretty boss. No matter how much you hate me, you're going to need me to win for the rest of your game. <laughs> no matter how much you hate me, you're going to be with me forever, nigga. Oh, shit. Fucked up. Fucking Jack is awful, man. Yeah, man. Jack definitely took being a bad father to the next level. Whole new level, bro. I don't know. Japanese, they do be having competitions for the worst parents in, in a lot of their uh, uh, fake stories, man. Yeah, man. Like, I and, and what... what what really makes me sad is like it probably just pales in comparison to the reality. You like, pretty much that inspiration comes from pales somewhere. In comparison to the reality, like the combination of like the societal expectation with like rural societies, I can imagine. Or it's rural, one of those things places. that I can only imagine, like in the third person. Like I just couldn't imagine me. Like I try, you know what I mean. Like it's hard. Like I can imagine at times. Like patience is something that. It's it's difficult with children, and not every child is the same, and they'll test you. But man, to be <laughs> that bad, <laughs> to be that bad, these niggas is bad, bad, yeah. bro. Jacked man, fucking, and Gendo in in, in by proxy. <laughs> Gendo is just such a bad dad, bro. Oh, uh, Gendo's hilarious, bro. Since he will be like literally about to die, that nigga's just chilling with his hands folded, like. If you die, that means I'll have to move on to another subject. Feel me? Like, damn, my nigga word. <laughs> so, are you gonna fail or you're gonna not fail? Yeah, no, I, and and I, I was really. I was it's all on you, kid. You're you gonna teach me how to not fail, or are you just gonna sit there and judge me for trying stuff, bro? And you know, it, it, and Shinji got a Shinji got a closure to that to that relationship that most people will never get, and. 
it, he got it in a one-sided fashion, which is what, what has to be done sometimes with your parents. Like, sometimes you're never going to resolve those problems with your parents. You have to resolve it on your end, and then bring it to on, the table, yeah. and mm-hmm. then let them do whatever the fuck they want with yep. it. But yeah, man. Be that's like what I'm saying, man. The Evangelion, Thrice Upon a Time, very, very good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Give it a solid 8.5. Nice. Um, there was, a, there was a couple of parts that I thought were, like, a little bit weak. Like, so, the, you know, at this point in the series, people have become weary of Shinji piloting Ava's because shit usually goes <laughs> bad. And so what he's promised to not pilot the Ava's anymore, and that's fine and dandy. That's but of course, of course, what? guess what happens? Emergency. They want stuff I wrote They here. need him to fly the blood clot thing. So it gets to the point, and right as he's about to get it, the chick pulls out the gun. I was like, "Nah, I can't let you do it. I'm gonna shoot you." It's like, "My nigga, we're at the end of the world." <laughs> he clearly doesn't want to do this. Whatever happens, Yo, the, the commander in chief took responsibility and told him to do it. And you're still gonna bust shots at nah, him? Nah, she's got PTSD, son. Last time nah, he got into an avia, it didn't go so well. I'm it went not... terrible. Like, like literally, you destroyed the world. The world was irrevocably. She's like, I'm not really willing fractured. to risk it right now. Nah, she was. She definitely wasn't. Um, so there was there was that part, and then. There, there was, uh, you know, the combat was over the top crazy. Like, this Mari chick is, Mari and Asuka, when they're in battle and they're Ava's, the lust that they, that they, they have for destruction is crazy. Yeah. And it's like, they animated it. It's full bodied, to say the least. It's mandatory, son. You got movie budget. It definitely reminds me of like, the 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 rampage, like, uh, uh, Harley Quinn's rampages. Yeah. Where it's just like she's so gleefully destroying everyone around her. Yeah. Was there a skydiving scene in this movie? Was there or like a, a free falling scene of some kind? I mean, there always is, yeah. Because I don't remember which one, but I remember um, I saw some article that these animators, they went skydiving in order to, because they were doing a scene in which there was like some skydiving and they wanted, in Gundams, and they wanted to get like, an accurate feel for the gravity. So they, wow. the team went skydiving so they could, and they showed I mean, the before dedication. and after of Hard how work. the experience affected their work. So it's like, all right. Yeah. No, okay, I'll, I, see I mean, there has been uh, free fall scenes in, in Evangelion, but um, I don't remember any explicitly in this one, but yeah, no, it was, um, it was, oh man. Ray and Shinji's character development, their their relationship, um, Shinji and uh, Misada's uh, relationship growth, Asuka and Shinji. I mean, it really did give closure to all of these like relationships that were expressed in the in the original um, Evangelion, but just. I don't know if it was because the um the the guy who was doing it was going through a really depressed time and he was having a hard time portraying it in the um in the anime, but it it gave the closure that that was sorely needed from a lot of those um storylines because Evangelion was really good at just like here's this really vibrant dynamic character. Here's some little tidbits into like mysteries into their backstory. You're welcome. Like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> What's going on here? This person's like a special human developed for, you know, you know, to for piloting these these Avas and, you know, all of this stuff in there, the backstory that you just have to infer through yeah, how yeah, people yeah, talk yeah. about them. D- don't worry about that. That's not really important. Yeah, man. That shit is uh yeah. I, I, I this this movie did a great job at like not making more questions. And answering the questions that you had, which I was very grateful for, um, even though I still have no fucking idea what happened at the end. <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely look forward to to catching those uh, those breakdown videos that elucidate to me what I watched. But yeah, highly highly recommended, especially if you're a fan of the series. It's it's well worth the watch. I know Amazon, Amazon man, their purchasing department, they pick up some good properties, bro. They're really good about it. Yeah, I'm like every once in a while, when they got something out, I'm like I'll renew the subscription and then immediately cancel it when the sh- once the show's over. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, gotta, can't give them more money than they deserve. But yeah, moving on from that, 
Let's go on into some entertainment news. Oh man, I saw I saw this. This was hilarious. So ca- evidently, Cassidy's got beef with Tory Lanez, mm-hmm. and Tory Lanez came out the gates kind of hot. Then Cassidy came with bars, and I guess he Googled who Cassidy was, <laughs> and then decided that he didn't want that smoke. <laughs> That's funny. So I, I don't know. Probably he'll come out with something in the next couple of days. But Cassidy put out a seven minute, just evisceration of Tory Lanes, and I was like, yeah. And he actually was shooting shots at Takashi and Whack One Hundred, all of them. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. So you do it, yo. Like I don't know, man. That whole cadre of whack ass niggas, like I don't know, man. They they definitely they're setting themselves up for for failure, in my opinion. And it's gonna suck because. Their image is being used to to perpetrate an image of, of I think, black men that isn't healthy. But it is what it is. In the end, what are you going to do, man? Everyone's got the, got the choice to, to, to publicize their image the way they want. And they all willingly do that shit. But yeah, Whack 100, Takashi, and them could all take shots. Yo, Cassidy? Cassidy's a battle rapper, bro. Like, that nigga, is, that nigga is well. First and foremost. <clears throat> that nigga is well established, yo. So I, I'm, I'm glad to see that that his name just still has some respect on it because Tory yeah. Lanez definitely was was not. He's his... so good. Tory Lanez bit his bars. You feel me? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did jack his bars. That shit was. And then people look, like, but it, it, it's it's not the first time somebody is used somebody else's bars against someone. I was like, no. This is not the first time someone has done it. And it was whack when the other person did it, too. Like, flipping someone else's bars in the middle of the rap, is in the middle of a battle, is whack. It's whack. Nah, that's, that's wordplay, son. You need, you need skills to be able to do that. <clears throat> in a battle rap? That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. I haven't seen... Well, okay. I shouldn't say I haven't seen anyone do it uh, well yet. Because Nas and Jay had a back and forth in which... They definitely were 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 creating bars based off of each other's bars. To, oh, you're talking about like mainstream about, rappers when they make diss tracks, not actual battle rappers. Well, these are these are diss tracks. I mean, nobody. No, no, this wasn't like a. This no, you like said a, battle rap though, so that's why. And well, I'm no, saying I said, the same battle rap. No, no, do I that. said Cassidy's a battle rapper. Oh, okay. But this is diss tracks. You know what I mean? <laughs> they weren't like in a Smack TV. DVD yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were like specifically that. talking about battle rapping. I was yeah, specifically no, 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 talking no, no. about. I was talking about what Tory Lanez and Cassidy are doing right now, which is like making a track and putting it on YouTube and, and yeah, all yeah, I got that. Yeah, nah, nigga, just, that, just that's just whack when you do that. Um, yeah, it's like you got all the time in the world to sit on it, make your with your beat. Young guy using that nigga's bars on it against them like that shit is silly. Nah, son, do that shit. That's what you're supposed to do. It's called a fucking reverse. You got to do it good. If you, that's the thing. Okay. Don't say don't do it. Say do it well. If you're right. going to do if it, if you're gonna do it, you, you feel the me? Bar like is yo, high. like yes. it is the, a hard. Maneuver. The best thing ever to do is um, it's a bias maneuver. Is to you gotta stick flip the, the opponent's shit. It, it has a high rate of failure. And there's also a difference mm-hmm. between flipping your opponent's bars and just like using their bars in a lame way. Which is what? Which there's is what two different things. Yes. So don't. Don't call someone if someone's just like in his attempt to flip the bars, Tory Lanez did nothing but make whack bars that sounded similar to his opponent's bars. So um yeah, definitely the the, the bar flip is a maneuver. This it was not performed well in this in this in this uh back and forth with Tory Lanez. And that's just my opinion. A lot of people are on Tory yo, Tory Lanez got some fucking fanboys, bro. That shit's crazy. Like there's niggas who Everything that this nigga does is like, yo, it's out of control. And I'm like, yeah, listen. I mean, that's, uh, and then the worst part is that Tory Lanez is talented. He is talented. He just uses his powers for evil. Yeah. He uses his powers to make shitty pop culture music because he knows that's what that's what'll make the most money. Which is cool. Which is cool. Make the most money. But um, you're gonna it's gonna cost you a lot to maintain that hairline and them fake teeth and all that shit. Can't you can't can't go through that much cosmetic surgery and expect it not to fade with old age, my man? That that whole image that he's built up, unnecessary. He's talented. There's tons of ugly ass talented niggas who just make good music. You know what I mean? <laughs> but hey, as you I go, said, you gonna be his manager now, Curry? You got nah, tips? Hell no. You got tips? I mean, I, I listen. <laughs> Listen. Go help him bring his career to the next level, fix up his image and shit. I definitely cannot help anyone take that. I'm listen, I'm working on my career to the next level. (laughs) 
<laughs> but no, I just, I, I just, I, I don't know, man. It just seems so. It's just, it, I don't like it. I just don't like it. Like all of the cosmetic surgery and shit like that. You know what it is? Is that it, it portrays to the to to the people who who look up to him not to be not to be okay with who you are and what you have to offer. Like you have to go spend tens of thousands of dollars to make yourself valuable to other people. And it's like that's not. I don't. I don't. I don't like that message. I don't like what that sends to people. You know what I mean? Like do what you do. You know what I mean? And have your swag. But if your swag is to go to the doctor to replace your hairline every year, all right, all right, that's just not the swag that I fucks with heavy, personally. You know what I mean? You could just do the baldy. Mad niggas do the baldy. Jada Kiss just just stomped the last two verses with a baldy. You know what I mean? But Jada Kiss has been bald for a while. Yeah, <laughs> he's been doing it. Do, he's been doing it big. But yeah, no, I just uh, I just wanted to point out that Cassidy was taking shots at Tory Lanez. I always love to see that. Um, moving on from that, yo, I saw I thought this was real interesting. Uh, interesting. So Anderson Pac recently got a tattoo that uh, that stated his desire for him for no posthumous music to be made when he passes away, and I thought that that was interesting. Like, do do you have a take on posthumous music? Like, do you think that it's t- it's Within a within a range of of tactlessness to to put out music after an artist is dead, eh, I don't know. It really depends on the the artist and how they feel. You know what I mean? It's it's your music. It's your decision to do with what you wish. You know what I'm saying? Like if if your estate is good enough that your family can eat off it without them needing to make new money off your shit, then and you feel the need to put that clause into your thing, then yeah. Your thing, but yeah, I think a lot of mm-hmm. artists meet an untimely death, so I don't think that they're thinking about that. I mean, when, you know, you know what I mean when they're. That is they're what that is, though. Them. This isn't the case for him because if he tattoos it on himself, it seems like he is thinking about that. Yeah, he is, and 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 I think that that that's interesting is that these younger artists seeing the how untimely some of the their peers mm-hmm. have have passed away are thinking about the longevity of their art. You know what I mean. And and I'm I'm I and I'm pretty much of of the same vein as yourself. Like I, it's up to the artist. If you don't want your music to be released posthumously, absolutely make sure, make it be known so that the people who love you, who have responsibility over your estate, know to respect your your wishes. You know what I mean. And if you have to make it codify it legally, but if you're if you make a whole proliferation of music. And you generally, you know, don't have a feeling about that. And I think it's it's hard to address with the artist because it's like, here, let's talk about your untimely death. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. pretty much, I, feel, I don't know. That's that's just the age and a personal uh, a personality thing. You know what I mean? Like everybody deals with their mortality differently. So once yeah. when, once once you reach that point in your life where you understand that you you know life is fleeting then everything else you do is sort of like you make that change in your life at that point before that like it's very normal for young people to believe they're invincible that's why young people do stupid ass shit True young story. people don't wear seat belts you know what i'm saying because they think it looks cool because it's more comfortable in the car and shit like that because they just they cannot imagine a world in which they've perished from doing something reckless mm-hmm. so those two things go hand in hand if you just if that's not just not something you're thinking about then yeah, you can run into that trap of, you know, like, like dying like early X. and then having vultures fight over your shit. And because <clears> like think think about like a triple X tentacion, man. That man was twenty. Yeah, I was like twenty one or something like that. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, like I I have a hard time believing that he didn't want the music that he was making at the time of his death to be released. He was making it to be released. You know what I mean? Like I don't think he was at the point in his career where he was making. He wasn't Prince status, you know, where like Prince made music for himself and he kept it and he didn't I mean, want to release it. And he that's said not so, a, you know a, I mean? a point in your career thing. Like you mentioned, that's just a personality of the artist thing. Some artists have yeah. a more um, some artists have a more personal relationship with the art they make than others. Some artists absolutely mm-hmm. do make things that they have no intention of ever showing to other people. Yeah, but I'm just saying I'm only saying that because we don't, I don't know what he was thinking and I'm making a supposition. So to say that there was an artist that was that early in their career. I, I feel comfortable saying that he wanted his music to go out. You know what I mean? 
And then and that's the only reason why I juxtaposition to somebody like a prince who in the latter part of his career, he made tons of music and just never released it. It was just for him and whoever he played it for personally at that moment. You know what I mean? And so like if he wants his music to 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 be produced and he passes away in an untimely way like he did, I don't feel any type of way that that his estate chose to release it. I feel I I, I feel like that's what he would have wanted, you know what I mean? But of course, speaking for the dead is always just it's bad news, you know what I mean? You never want to do that. Mm-hmm. But um especially cuz we have a tendency releasing. to um you know, we have a tendency to make things possible that we want, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So if if you favor a decision, you often make decisions that allow you to reach that conclusion that you favor. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, because, yeah, releasing posthumous music has got to be a real sticky situation, you know, because I know that, like, the um, the uh, Nipsey Hussle's estate has been very, um, very judicious about who <clears throat> they've released the, the features to. And they've been pretty good. Like all the features features that have released posthumously were amazing features. Um but yeah. Yeah, Man, I think that you gotta have your shit ironclad long before you pass away because the main thing that you have to worry about is the label. The labels they're they're vultures, they're piranhas. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? So they don't give a shit. It's in their best interest when you pass away because then you're gonna sell more records and then they no longer need your approval to do anything with your work. Yeah, like I'm pretty so, sure that if Anderson Pac ever passed away and his son didn't get full um rights to his to his discography and the label had access to anything, they're releasing that shit posthumously. Mm-hmm. They're not holding that shit. You know, you you could tattoo that shit all over your body, it doesn't mean much to them. Yep, you're definitely gonna need the um the legal binding and the paperwork to make sure yeah. that. It, it happens the way you want it to. Yeah, you know, and good thing he's pretty savvy though. He Anderson uh came up under Dre, so he had access to to some really so to all the information he needed to make positive decisions I think for the future of his art, but yeah, I thought that that was interesting um conversation that 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 came up around that. Um yeah, if you didn't put it in any kind of legal writing, it don't mean much or nothing. Pretty much. It's what they used to say in the army about recruiters. Yep. Like, oh, my recruiter said I was gonna get this. The first thing drill sergeants would always say, "Is it in your contract?" Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> recruiters would say, "What the fuck? They need you to hear." Pretty much. Not if we just sign on that dotted line, and after you sign on that dotted line, nothing else matters. Only what's on that contract is relevant. Dang. So yeah, make sure you get your make sure you get your contracts ironed out before you sign any of them, bitches. And that's the con because most of these kids, they are not savvy about contracts. Of course they're not. Of course, most people not. in general aren't. I mean, I shouldn't object to hey, the, the kids. 90, most people aren't savvy about. I, contracts. I would say most recruiters. Your entire point is to take advantage of the things that the people you're recruiting don't know. Mm. Out. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's capitalism. It sounds like pimping. Like, like recruiters sound like straight up pimps. You feel me? That's how it goes. You you know the ins and outs of the hiring system, so you're going to take advantage of that to find the person that's most suitable to what you're looking for. Eesh. But yeah, no, speaking of the Nipsey Hussle um, uh, estate, I wanted to shout out the um, uh, ESPN doing a 30, uh, 30 for 30, or is it 30 over 30? 30 for 30 on Nipsey Hussle um, because of his nice. integral ties to the basketball industry. And I was like, wow, man. Talk about, talk about, you know, legacy. This, this man definitely left an impactful legacy behind for, you know, for his whole family. Like, I don't, I'm pretty sure, like, his grandkids will be hearing his name said in a positive light. Like, definitely. definitely it, he left a generational legacy to, to, be, uh, to be honored. You know, and so yeah, I thought that that was real interesting that ESPN thought um, thought enough of his tie to the uh, basketball industry to do a thirty for thirty for um, on him. So yeah, definitely um, going to try to catch that one. Find some way. I will. I'm sure that somebody will post up the uh, the clips sewn together of it. Uh, but yeah, that that sounds like a, it's going to be an interesting little mini series. Um, I think. I want to say Justin Tinsley, somebody who was closely affiliated with um, Nipsey, is uh, affiliated with this production, so it should it, it should have some some authenticity to it. So 
Nice. Yeah. And, and that, I'm always big on that because, boy, it, they they are they they love. And when I say they, I mean uh, large uh, corporate media entities love to co-opt your image. You know what I mean? They love to co-opt your image and and tack their shitty values onto your onto all of the the things that you did to build yourself up. You know what I mean? And speaking of co-opting images, have you heard about the the OnlyFans? Well, we're gonna talk about that. Okay, we're gonna talk about that because because I I've, I believe that we've talked about how I, I laud OnlyFans for for providing a platform for sex workers to circumvent the uh the the whole pimp structure to be able to to provide their services in a safe and hygienic manner you know what i mean like OnlyFans is is it started and and the funny part is is that it absolutely did not start out explicitly as a way for women to share um explicit videos with it their just became followers. the most efficient platform on which to do it it just became it, it it just caught on like a wildfire but you know what it does show it shows the communication within that industry is so well proliferated that you know a few a few women used it effectively and was like yo ladies jump on this and boom within months pretty only much fans was populated pretty by much by sex workers Pretty much. That should change the face of Reddit for sure. It, it totally... And, and you know, I'm sure that, like, those Cam Soda and Naked.com websites, those uh, webcam sites, they're having a hard time, man. The girls are just going straight to OnlyFans. Probably. Yeah, like Skip the Middleman. Yeah. yeah. that's that, and, and so it definitely... Uh, I think OnlyFans... Unfortunately, OnlyFans is to sex workers what Uber is to taxis. And unfortunately, it's a great way to dis in a in a ultra competitive capitalist environment where one uh player in the industry has pretty much dominated the the playing field. These uh online app services like uh Uber and OnlyFans and things of that nature are good because they can they they utilize the internet for asymmetric warfare against their other competitors which are the established players in that industry but what they don't do is empower the workers where the workers should be the actual counterbalance to corporate structures not asymmetric you know uh efficiency of using apps to circumvent certain areas of the marketplace you see, you see what i'm saying i know that mm-hmm. sound that that's a lot of 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 economic jargon but we you don't want to use the apps to circumvent the organization that should happen among people to actually counterbalance the corporations you know what i mean it is effective and will do such but it will do so at the expense of the workers because it needs fewer and fewer workers to actually you know disrupt the the effect uh the workings of the large corporations because of how effective they are and so in a workplace where you're worried about you know job stability these apps actually put a significant amount of people out of work because they require less and less people to do the same amount of work because of how efficiently they organize the labor so anyway needless to say um I guess we're talking about it now. <laughs> the OnlyFans uh, uh, attempting to go public and then finding out that investors no longer, uh, are, or I shouldn't say no longer, are unwilling to launch the IPO. And when I say investors, it's not me and you. Because people like me and you... I don't would, think anybody was thinking that. You're definitely it, not investing into OnlyFans by paying for a subscription. You know what I mean? No, no, no. no. I'm saying like even if a, even an oh, average shit. person who just buys stocks. That's funny. No, you're talking about the shareholders, investor. like the top four well, to five people. Of the, I'm of talking the about company. the hedge funds. Yeah. So the hedge funds. So it's pretty much hedge funds managers that are telling OnlyFans that they don't want to invest in something that contains pornographic material. It's not the average investor or even the average subscriber. The pe- the average subscriber has already spoken. We want that. You know what I mean? They Or they want that. I'm not a subscriber to OnlyFans. I don't know why I said we, but they want that. You know what I mean? So OnlyFans is a successful subscription service. 
but the people who would be purchasing the shares as shareholders, the the hedge fund managers who would be directing the purchase of those shares, they for some reason think that a, a thriving online you know marketplace that has shown its efficacy isn't worth investing in they're because like, it has pornography in it. Like yo, fuck all this money, bro. I don't, I don't like all this money where we're getting. And that's bro. what I'm saying. Like, what fuck is capitalist about that? I, that that part I don't know. Like. <laughs> What's ca- like I? I've already accepted that they're working in a capitalist framework, but what's capitalist about that? I don't I get don't that know. shit. They about to lose a fuck ton of money. Well, you know, you know, they're just gonna start another fucking. Yeah, they're gonna create a new market. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna start another fucking uh, platform and and keep it going I and think allow. That's, that's the dumbest decision ever, and if they go through with it, like they'll regret it tremendously well, within only a month. Fans... Okay, so they go through with the ban. They ban all of the all of that. Who the fuck is on OnlyFans? That's my question. Is that uh, can can OnlyFans even support itself without pornographic material? They're going. The thing is that already exists. That's called Patreon, right? OnlyFans without yeah. adult material on it is just Patreon. There's already or just a market like Facebook for that. with super friends. So or whatever it is. it's like, unfortunately, by them doing that, you're you're forcing yourself out to a, out of a market that you had exclusive. Um, dominance, and then going into a market where you're going to have to directly compete with people okay, who are so already this is, established. This is, okay, so when I say that capitalism is just explicitly anti-worker, this is what I mean. This is a marketplace in which the workers get to spontaneously organize themselves, meaning you externalize all of those costs of organizing your workers. They spontaneously organize themselves they, they, that means you have no liability in how they interact with each other. You get rid of all of that infrastructure, and all you have to do is organize your money in such a way that you get profits off of this. And because you don't want to share that, not one bit, you do not want a workplace that has worker freedom that exists. And because you don't want that to exist, you will not invest something when those workers have even said they'll share the profits with you. The work, these workers, the OnlyFans uh, 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 content creators did not complain when they said they wanted to take the company public, which means they absolutely are okay with sharing their profits with the shareholders. So the shareholders said, fuck you guys, fuck your money. We just don't like your freedom. Essentially, like that's what it feels like they're saying. Like they, we don't like that you are empowered to live your lives the way you feel is fit. I can't see what other reason that they would turn this down. Yeah, I don't know. Regardless of whatever it's, it they is. They don't have to subscribe to OnlyFans. They don't have to look at the content. They don't got to do shit. All they have to do is say, yes, hedge fund manager, go ahead and purchase those shares and walk the fuck away and watch their banks go up. And they won't even do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, that takes something. Like, you got to have you gotta have something against it at that point, right? You got to not like it. No, it is what it is. Petty niggas be petty. You feel me? I try That's not to really. Petty. I try not to really analyze stuff like that because you're really never gonna get to the root of it, right? You're I look. Right. I just it's not look logical, at, and it's not like it's not doesn't fall into any rubric of thinking that I would find acceptable. So yeah, so I, I kind of look at more of so like what's going to happen, right? Because we've seen this before with Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Tumblr a few yeah. years back was having um, trouble with child pornography on their website, Ooh, and they yeah, couldn't. Um, they tried using their bots and shit, but it would get circumvented all the time. So they were just like, "All right, guys, we give up. No adult content on Tumblr at all." And Tumblr literally died within like months, Yikes. and like all those people migrated to like Reddit and Twitter, essentially. Yeah, that's man. That that's a rough one, but. Yeah, it should be interesting to see where... I mean, there are a lot of uh, people that have been trying to push legitimate or... Le- not legitimate, but non-sexual services on um on OnlyFans for a while. You know, like when the when the, when the lady from... Oh, yeah. Uh, a bunch uh, of people... Bernie Mac to... show yeah. came out. She's like, oh, I'm creating an OnlyFans account. And she wasn't talking about doing nothing no freaky shit. But, you know, OnlyFans is synonymous oh, with oh, freaky but shit. But you know what the worst part is? That everyone joined there hoping for some freaky <laughs> shit. <laughs> She's like, wow, all these people like me. She's like, no, bro. She's like, I'm just doing workouts and giving tips and life is, you know, basically like a Patreon, like, you know, or like, or like a paid TikTok, essentially. It's it's like what 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 they're doing. 
Yeah, that's essentially but, what what OnlyFans is. Yeah, that's why I don't get what, bro. You're essentially being like, yeah, I want to go into these two extremely strong and dominant markets without any of the support that I had when I was in my solo market. All right, bro. I just I just don't know what they have against right, sex workers, sure. man. I I I wonder. You think it's just workers in general? It's just a it's the workplace that that I empowers mean, workers. They don't like. I don't, know. Do I don't look at work. shit like that, right? The way I look at it is like if right now if you got the money to create a network like this, you should start creating your OnlyFans replacement right now. That's how I look at shit like that. You feel me? Fuck Pretty them much, niggas. They're yeah. giving up a massive bag. Yeah, they're fumbling the they're, bag. They're they're just they're they're, they're just like putting it down and walking away from it. That's what they're doing. So so right now, somebody has the opportunity to corner that entire market because all yeah, those people... I, I think somebody said that they were starting many vids. You feel me? Yeah. All of those people who were making um, a living off OnlyFans, like, they're going to need an alternative. Oh, you know how fast they're going to migrate? They're going to have their you shit uploaded me? so fast. So that's... Because they, they're savvy now. They're some, they, they, they've done this once. Exactly. So that's that's really what you gotta you gotta look where the ball the puck's gonna be, man. Look how mm-hmm. the, the shit's evolving and what what how how is this going to affect media in five years? Yeah. So yeah, I thought that, that was an interesting one. Speaking of other workplace malfeasance, I thought this one was particularly fucked up. Um, you'll get a hearty laugh out of this. So the Current Affairs is a left leaning progressive magazine. Um, it's supposed to be, I believe, a democratic socialist um uh, magazine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They hired a gentleman, I believe his name is um, Nathaniel J. Robinson, I want to say, um, to head their their uh, current affairs print magazine. The entire staff, this is a uh, has been organized in a worker cooperative manner, and so I as I guess they were uh, moving forward to get away from the hierarchical structure corporate structure that current affairs uh had at the moment to a more worker co-op uh, cooperative based management structure and so this guy who was hired at the socialist man- uh, magazine immediately fired everyone <laughs> for trying Bums. to organize like that shit is out of control. Like, the idea of firing workers at a socialist periodical for organizing is, it's like firing your chef for attempting to flambe something. It's like... Yeah, it's the height of irony, as they would say. Holy shit, dude. And I mean, this guy, man, this guy is a commentator all over the place. And I mean, spits that real left-wing shit. And when the workers put him on blast, Boy, they put him on blast. They talked about how he was trying to he wanted to consolidate power and he believed that that the 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 workflow and structure works best under one person, him, you know, rather than every, I was like, "Wow." You remember uh season 2 of um Damn, what's what's the name of that fucking sci-fi show on Netflix where they switch bodies through the cartridges in their neck? Oh, Altered Carbon. Yeah. Reminds me of season 2 where they where the lady was like, "Yo, I think we should have a, a vote to see and everybody should give me power and then yeah. there's one dude on the list who's like guys i uh i don't think that's a good idea and as soon as she gets power from everybody she's like yo i don't need this council no more everybody's everyone's dissolving this shit i'm the I fucking know, contingency so ruler queen remember that bitch yeah yeah she was a contingency he just, queen he just pulled that same strategy he saw that same episode yep yeah man and so uh needless to say uh it's it's super disappointing um Needless to say, the staff that that remained walked the fuck off and didn't continue to work with him because they were you like, "Can't trust that nigga." Like, <laughs> like, wait a second. That, wait, what did you think was gonna happen? The everyone here is a, is either is on some spectrum of left wing politics. You fired a whole wing of the fucking news staff for organizing. What is going on in your head? Seriously, Dude, you think they could be mad that I'm a snake? That's not it, right? Nah, that can't be it. Yo, megalomania is a fucking is a bitch, bro. Megalomania will get you to think the fucking craziest <laughs> shit. Like seriously, like you have to be a narcissist I'm of sure another level. There's there, there's no to, way they're to gonna say, be mad enough about this to do anything about no it. There's no way that they're gonna be <laughs> mad at me for violating the very tenants that they came to work here for. 
Oh, that's pretty good. good. Of course, these aren't strong-willed people who have strong opinions in this journalistic staff. Oh, you don't man. get the fuck all the way out of my face. This guy's a complete <laughs> idiot, bro. And to think that he's been commentating for decades, a long time, on politics. And he's this stupid. He has this shallow of a thought process when it comes to the basics of workplace politics. Like, what, like what politics was he working on? When when he thought that the other half of the newsroom was gonna sit down and accept that shit, oh man, yeah, like you single handedly created a, a what is it an uncomfortable work environment or something? Absolutely. I don't what the oh, if this guy doesn't get right. ousted, then there's 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 no journalist gods to be had now. <laughs> but um, no, this guy has to. This guy's got got to go. I mean, current affairs can't keep any credibility as a left progressive periodical with that guy at the head. And uh, so yeah. Just it's been some crazy shit happening in the workplaces. I I thought that was like, what? <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of more uh workplace uh shenanigans, the Nabisco strike. It's reached the West Coast. So we got we had the uh the Portland factory. We had the Aurora, Colorado factory, and. Now we got Virginia. Virginia has uh, called in on the strike, and so now this let's uh, this has become a nation-spanning uh, strike that has the the potential of of disrupting the supply chains of Nabisco. I mean, Excellent. let's see if I called it. Let's just see if I called it because this was what I was saying last time I mentioned this was if this reaches the East Coast, that's going to be the next stage of development. You're going to see some serious union busting going on. You're going to see some serious backlash. You're going to see some serious propaganda uh, worked up against them. You know what I mean? Like, even people close to me have been hitting me up like, yo, bro, you're ruining all the snacks, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't eat Frito-Lays. You fucking went Nabisco. You know, I'm just trying to let mean, them know. That's capitalism, Pepperidge bro. Farm remembers, though. You feel me? Capitalism ruins all your snacks, nigga. Bro, did. I'm not Yo, the one who used slave labor to make your snacks, nigga. You know what's crazy? I had some wow. supplegen the other day. Rick and Morty had an episode about that, but yeah, go ahead. I had some supplegen the other day, and it, it fucking broke my heart to realize the shit didn't taste nothing at all like it used to. I'm, wow. I told him the simple about it. She's like, yeah, they changed. It did change at some point. So they be switching out the recipes of all the shit you like. They be making the sizes like marginally smaller so that they can save an yep. extra like Twenty dollars a batch yeah, or some stupid ever, ass shit like Nutrimint? that. Uh, Nutriment used to be my wild. shit. I want to have a. I want to see what new vanilla Nutriment tastes like. Because I remember my grandma slowly moved from Nutriments to yeah, Ensures over time. I haven't had time. that in a while. Yeah, I actually haven't had that in a but, while. But um, Nutriments was the OG uh, Jamaican version of Ensure. Ensure yeah. is a thick protein supplement that that they have here in the states. But yo. I, I wonder how those takes, because those, I mean, I can't imagine, those, those are difficult to make. There's a lot of sugar and ingredients in those things. <laughs> Shake well. But yeah, no, I mean, I got to check to see if those are made by Nabisco, because those are made Yo, by Nabisco. We were done with it. That killed me, man. Like, uh, I remember one time I was excited to see that the, the Superior had Jamaican food in it. And uh, I was like, oh, shit, Milo, yeah, let me go check that out. Oh, it's a Nestle product. And then... Yeah, I saw that and I was like, "Damn, I can't ever have Milo again, bro." Yo, That's Milo was the shit, shit back in. Yeah, that was the Ovaltine? staple. What a novelty! Ovaltine probably Nestle too. Mm, I'm not sure who. Ma- Let's see who makes Ovaltine. Oh, yo, all of them warm. Horlicks, remember Horlicks? That's my shit. I fucked with that. Horlicks. Yo, I, I used never, to steal I never that shit out of the to, fucking. Um, yo, I never learned how to <laughs> make the joint. Horlicks though, man. Because yeah, you can eat it raw, and that's Hell terrible yeah. for you. Just eat it. Just. Spoonfuls of that shit in my mouth, bro. Powder Horlicks, bro. What was it? What was Horlicks made out of? <laughs> That's a really good question. I don't even know what that shit was made out of. Oh shit! Um, but anyway, you hear all of these third world country snacks we're talking about. Learn to love them because all of the fucking shit made in America yeah. is made on the backs of slave labor. Yo, I want to. One of the thing, the main reasons I want to go back to Jamaica is for the damn food, bro. Yo, if I yo the food when I when I go back to Jamaica, yeah, I'm definitely establishing like a like a shipping connect so I could just yo send me a couple creates, yeah, Regin. Feel me? Yeah, load me up. Pause. Want some some drops on huh? some gizada? 
Yo, just get it. Yo, I'm so talking about yo, take a whole pallet load of shit. You feel me? You know what I mean? There's different, all the different something them. Get me a couple of wheels of that good government cheese. <laughs> the story of why Jamaican government cheese is so good is hilarious. It's just one of those weird byproducts of history. We be raw like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Out of many, one cheese. But yeah, man, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what this um Nabisco strike uh, matures into. Do better than Nabisco. Y'all got the money. That's why I be mad at these motherfuckers. Cause they got you got the, the money. money. You just being fucking. You just being a selfish dickhead. That's it. That's it. You know, and I don't know if it's because these guys are so. I don't know if there's something to this whole idea that they're so separated from the existence of the people that are working there that they just yeah. don't get it. Hell but yeah. you know, I, I would I would be inclined to believe that if we didn't have. Uh, people like the Sacklers in existence that show us that these these ultra-rich families are just trash. And they're the ones who own these companies. You know what I mean? Um, and here, we'll go into that that topic because that was one of the, one of the things I wanted to talk about. So the Sacklers have, um, have, uh, have been on trial. And I think it was Henry Sackler, the head of the, the, head of the household, went, uh, went on the stand today. And told them, we will pay not a dime of any restitution if we don't have immunity for, from prosecution or any penalty. Feel me? Think I'm going and I was to like, jail. wait a second, wait a second. You could do that? Jail's like, for the poor balls of that y'all. man. The balls of that man. Like, you're on, you're, you're paying billions of dollars, like, and you're gonna withhold the billions you owe the government based on the deaths that have accrued under your supervision. And you're just going to say no unless you promise me that I won't get in any further trouble? Like, that's wild. Like, I hope that like, the judges, this is going to be, I think, a real test for the American legal that's, system. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's, it's going to be a real the test. Fucking system. It's going to be a real test. Because if the judge don't stop him and say, go straight to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200, all of your assets are seized, all of your family's assets are seized, fight me. Yo, if the judge doesn't look him in the eyes and tell him, fight me, based on that statement... Then this shit is this shit is a done deal, bro. It's a done deal. It's a it's a complete dog and pony show. In America, it is accepted it is accepted that jail is only for poor people. This man is putting that to the ultimate test. You feel me? Well, I hope they get the hope they get this this rich fuck because this guy, man, there's a lot of blood on his hands. And that's the thing is, is like, come on, man, you got to eat a couple of them. Like nobody likes these guys like if you don't sacrifice one of them every couple of years <laughs> y'all niggas are gonna really make the rest of the people yeah. want to fucking revolt they're gonna proliferate and it makes them proliferate yeah shit bags get emboldened when you don't punish them for doing shit baggerish shit. oh well i mean i think that america has already become the fertile warren of douchebaggery that 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 breeds these kind of men Hell for sure yeah you know what i mean like Whatever whatever issues are with are wrong with American culture, it particularly is egregious when it comes to the men. Just remember, uh, just remember Dylan Roof, bro. <sighs> just remember Dylan Roof. Yo, man, this dude killed somebody in his car, right? And then the judge was like, "And yo, I never taught him right from wrong." No, no, no that wasn't Dylan Roof. Oh, Dylan that's not Roof. Dylan. No, D- Dylan Roof killed the the people in South Carolina in the church. The nine. Oh people my in the bad. Church. I'm sorry. I meant the, the, the affluenza kid. No, yeah, right. yeah. I meant that the was, affluenza kid. That was out here kid. in California. So like, and then not. So but not Dylan Roof is another a, story of privilege because they, mm. they they that nigga went home. They went. They showed up. On the arrested wrist. him. Protected him. Took him to Burger King. Slaps on the wrist, bro. bro. That's the problem right there. Like the entire system is just emboldened to do that. They're just like, eh, we'll just. And then she, and then this is also how you know it's also a start from the parents because his mother then, after he broke his probation, took that nigga to Mexico to hide out with him. His mother did all that shit. You feel me? So it's just like, it's it's just they just keep raising these terrible douchebags and they just keep perpetuating the cycle. So yeah, this country on all levels just it has a very toxic culture, and it churns out people like this. And the ones who make it to the very top are the worst. Like we keep on thinking that yo maybe one of these guys isn't going to be a complete shitbag. No, he's a complete shitbag. And honestly, they're gonna they should talk Sackler. 
Oh, he'd be a juicy one. Toss him to the, toss him to the wolves. Can you imagine what would happen if they put that man in jail for one day? Fucking Sackler. Oh, my goodness. Yo, he's lucky he's rich because he would have been clowned all day. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's literally how he became evil. Probably. They clowned him till, they clowned him till he decided, fuck, a, fuck the whole world. He found one woman it's who was the, willing uh, to take his last name and it's said, the Hitler Come with art me. school We're theory. the rest. <laughs> Everyone clowned him in art school, so he went on to. Uh, Yo, man. He's a terrible geez. artist, and they just shit on his work instead of giving him constructive criticism. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be another way. But yeah, no, the, the Sacklers pulling that number. It's just, it's so, it's so indicative of the lack of accountability that is like fundamental to American culture. Look at Cuomo. Cuomo resigned. All charges are going to be dropped now. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that shit. Look I at told that you shit. Said. No fucking accountability. Jail is for people without now, mind connections. Now, you, mind you, he's a fucking 60-something-year-old rich white guy, and you're like, well, he had to sacrifice his job. He should have been retired, nigga. Why is this nigga in a job anyway? Why is he not just he at home enjoying his, his fucking job. riches, bro? It's not a like, sacrifice if he didn't give it. Nigga, he was going to face charges, brother. We were going to kick him out of office regardless. It's oh, not yeah. a sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Bro, he definitely he definitely needs to. Those charges should definitely stick. That, that Like, leaving office definitely doesn't, abscond, doesn't uh, absolve him of the responsibility for how he treated those women at all, at all, at all. But, you know, that's, uh, that, that's, that's, that is America. That is America. It's a, it's a culture of, of dodging responsibility. And, you know, what are you going to do? We can, we can only individually try to fight against that tide. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I could dodge responsibility. It would be a, a fucking hell of a life I'd be living. But, you know, I choose not to. And and I really hope that that people who listen just just choose to to don't dodge the responsibilities of life. Take responsibility for the good and the bad shit that that is brought into the world uh, on on your end, you know. And that that's how we grow and mature. Because once you own that stuff, you could either choose to hey, if it's not part of who you want to be, don't repeat it. If it is, fuck it. If it's something that you feel is 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 gonna keep on coming up, then hey, maybe that's that's something you should come to grips with. It's part of who you are. But yeah, just you know, don't don't be a part of this culture of of dodging responsibility. It's not healthy. It's delusional, and and it's 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 what corrupts anything that could possibly good come from this country. You know, because the responsibility for any of the bad things that could have been. Uh, wrought on the way to whatever good you're trying to get to, isn't is dodged, and you can't you can't just accept the good and dodge the bad and expect everything to be to be well. That's that's it's never how history's progressed. You know you got to own those mistakes. So yeah, alrighty, cool. We'll wrap on that. So uh, we appreciate everybody for joining us. I hope you guys had a good time. You could follow us on the social media. You can find me on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. And you can find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Rico GVO. And yeah, you're going to be able to find me on uh, fucking Audible next week too with a new book, Move Like Water and Be Fluid. Okay. I'm saying it's the autobiography of Von Laurie. So nice. It's going to be lit. Look for that next week. It should be dropping. Plug, plug, plug. That's what's up. <clears throat> Yes, sir. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for joining us and have a great one. Always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever really will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.